fact, let's stand to our feet this morning. He had no idea that we were going to do this, because if you know Pastor Ty, he, you know that he does not want attention on himself. He wants to give all honor and glory to God, but I wanted to brag on him just for a minute. Where did you get that picture? <laughs> Look at that cute little boy. Oh. I don't even recognize That was with hair. Yeah. He had a lot of it, too. So um, we just want to honor you today because 50 years is a good number, mm -hmm. but God's not done. He's got so much more in store for you. Thanks, babe. I also want to remind all of you that maybe you're new to Cowboy Junction and you don't know this, but in August, Pastor Ty will be celebrating 25 years of being the pastor of Cowboy Junction Church. Mm -hmm. So... Half of his life has been pouring into this community and building God's kingdom. And um, we just thank you. We thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you for, I get to see that he's on his knees all the time, praying and believing and asking God to guide and direct him to lead this church. And I've watched this man from 27 is when I married him. So he was pastoring before we got married. But at 27, we got married and I've watched you grow so much in your faith and in your walk with the Lord. And I'm just so grateful to get to watch the rest of this play out. I know it's going to be good. So I've got my friend Phil over here. He is going to kick us off and we are going to sing happy birthday to Pastor Ty. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Thank birthday. You. And we're blessing all of you after service with a cupcake. So do not leave before you grab a cupcake and help us celebrate Pastor Ty. He's actually turning 50 tomorrow, so you can give your condolences for his last day in 49 at the end of service. Perfect. So Perfect. We love you, babe. Stay, stay standing. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Thank you. I didn't know any of this was happening. I really honestly didn't. I hate surprises, and all of them are fired today. <laughs> They're, they're rehired on Monday. Uh, tonight, uh, I, this morning, I just want to pray. Would, I, have a, I have a message I want to share. And, and uh, would you just, let's just take a minute. Father God, we just love you. Today, we just, you are the reason we're here. You're so incredible. I want to just stop and thank you for 50 years. Uh, it's, it has blown my mind, your faithfulness. Blown my mind, your faithfulness. Jesus, I just want to pray that right now in this audience service online, there would just be you. Holy Spirit, come saturate us, fill us, lead us, fill my mouth. We love you. We trust you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. 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 So shake your hands. Shake, shake somebody's hands. Shake your hand. Uh, and you may be seated. We want to welcome everybody on our online campus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Every young man at the Juvenile Detention Center, so glad you're here. Um, we love you guys. Can you guys help me welcome our online campus, the Juvenile Detention Center, young men? Welcome. So glad you're here. When I was 14 years old, I had had enough of life living in, in Eddy County. I'd seen a lot. Um, listen, you, you have been 14 before. Um, but my 14 years old was, was uh, really began to the question, 
what, were, what, what did God want me to be? What did God want me to be? Um, there was a deep knowledge of our Lord at 14 for me. But uh, to be real honest, the one thing I can tell you, and the reason why today is such a big deal for me, and because and, I really thought at 14 years old I was not going to live long. And I know that sounds morbid. And what does it mean to not live long? I really didn't think I was going to have a long life. It was based on so many things. It was based on, number one, growing up in Artesia and my dad being purchasing manager for Gates Petroleum. And, and, and he had some amazing, successful friends. Being a kid growing up there, there's so, so many opportunities. We were around people that really honestly you would question if they would want to live any longer, the way that they approach life. They were on a self-destruction path. My, several of my friends' dad, or several of my dad's friends, at a young age, we would hear mom and dad crying in the living room, and it was because one of dad's friends committed suicide. Uh, this, was just, I mean, this is your story, too. This is, you, you, you remember growing up, we, we live in an oil town, 14 years old and seen successful men, incredibly successful men. Heck, Dusty and I, my little brother and I, caddied for some of the richest men in, in New Mexico in Artesia. And, and we saw them and, and we were around them. And though they had everything they could ever want, there was this miserable side. They, they just kept trying to fill their life with the next thing they could purchase and the next thing. But I tell you this because at 14 years old, I had two thoughts that went through my mind. Number one, I was around people all the time that just didn't give you that sense that life was worth becoming successful. Does that make sense? It's like they had everything they could ever want. And then the flip side was there was just this deep-rooted, couldn't explain to anybody that I wouldn't live past my 20s. I had the most amazing youth pastors, though. I had the most amazing youth pastors named Donna and Terry Todd. You're going to get to know Terry Todd pretty soon because he's going to be a fixture in our church in the next couple of months by something that he's going to introduce us to that helps us be a blessing to the hospitals and the staff and the nurses in our communities. And Terry's just the most amazing man. But what made Terry so cool was... In our youth group, he was a, also a state police officer. And state police officers, they, they've got an amazing, hard job. And Terry was a man of God serving the Lord and was a state police officer at the same time. And, and that was so stinking cool, having your youth pastor as a state police officer. You can't, I can't tell you how many tickets I got out of. <laughs> it was so great. If I knew Terry was on, on duty, he kind of counted it as a kind of a fun thing to be driving 55 miles an hour and have all these oil-filled guys behind him and me just pass them all going 70 and him not pull me over. It, I know this is, this is, I don't know why I tell you that. It was just fun having a state police officer. T Terry Todd was one of the greatest youth pastors you could ever ask for. We had a small youth group, but Terry was so anointed to protect us and love on us and teach us about the love of God. One day I, I was 16, 17 years old and, and I was working at the, the, the pipe yard that my dad was over. 
pushing pipe, and it was, it was hot, and there was this conversation that took place between all the oil-filled hands and this 16, 17-year-old boy, and the conversation went too far in the dark direction, and I'm sitting there with these group of men who were just, just, just you can just imagine what they were talking to me about, and at some point, I just, I just grew up enough faith to just kind of just stop them. I said, stop, stop. Listen, I don't want to hear this stuff. I, I, listen, dude, I'm a virgin. And no joke, 16 years old, just declared my, my virginity to a bunch of oil-filled guys. And guys, they tore me up. They tore me up one side and down the other. And I thought I was bold, and they ate me up, mocked me, made fun of me, hung stuff on my car, put stuff in my locker. It, it, was, it, it was just a week of I wish I'd have never opened my mouth. So went to the youth group. Went to the youth group on a Wednesday night, and I walked in, and Terry goes, Hey, Bubba, what's up? How you doing? I said, I'm doing good. And he goes, Oh, well, you don't look okay. Are you all right? And I, so I told him the story. I told him the story I was going on. I said, It's just stupid oil field guys, and just, we'll get through it. Oh, Terry, he, he didn't laugh. And, and I, thought, I was a little scared. And, and Terry turned, and he goes, Okay, I'll handle it. I said, I didn't ask you to handle it. He goes, No, I got it. And on Friday, Terry Todd, my youth pastor, pulled up in all-state police officer uniform, all black from head to toe, in the pipe yard with the squad car. Pulls into the pipe yard, walks up to the office and says, I'm looking for Bill. And they said, well, he's out there on the forklift. Well, I was out there on the forklift too. And, and I saw the state police car and I went, oh, crap. But here come the squad car, and it was driving all the way past the pipe, uh, pipe stacked up, and drove back there, and he, he walked back there, and he gets out, and he goes, yes, I'm looking for Bill. And Bill's on, the, and he said, yeah, that's me. And this is the guy that was, really chewed me up one side and down the other, made fun of me. Terry came over to him, and Terry had made up some false charges. You couldn't do this today, by the way, okay? <laughs> this is the late 80s. And Terry walked back there and he said, yeah, I'm here to arrest you for this and this and this and this. And Bill's just completely just facious, has nothing on his face and he's white as a sheet. And, and, and Terry puts him against the squad car and handcuffs him, opens the back door and pushes his head in and puts him inside. And, and there Bill goes in the back of the squad car and he's driving through and and, and Bill's like, sir, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And Terry's not saying nothing. Terry gets right to the office, and he puts it in park, and he throws his arm over the seat, and he looks in the back, and he goes, everything that I just arrested you for, I made up just to get you in the squad car to let you know. If you ever make fun of Ty Bean's virginity ever again and ever mock him again about his walk with Jesus, it's going to be worse than this next time. And Bill goes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he gets out, he gets him out of the squad car, and he unbuckles. This is, this is the youth pastor I had. This is the youth pastor I had. This is the youth pastor that was a father figure in my life. This is a youth pastor that, that I loved. And, and, and at 14, 15, 16 years old, I, I, I lived big, big, because I did not think I was going to live past my 20s. I prayed for the colleges I wanted to. My, my grades were so bad. Everything was so bad. There was such a battle in my head. And Donna Todd, his wife, turned to me and she said, I want you to start praying for something. 
I want you to start believing God for his fullness to saturate your life. I don't want you to just stop at being saved. I want you to now step into the fullness that being saved gives you permission to step into. And I didn't know what even what that meant, but it sounded so wonderful. For a kid whose mind was so confused and for a, for a heart that was so, I had seen so much. My parents had gone through a divorce. There was just some crazy things in life. What, what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to do? Have, you know, just all the things that you're wrestling with. And, 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 and here's your guidance counselor telling you that college may be not for you. you. You probably need to think way lower than that. You can't get in with a 2.0. You can't do this. You can't do this. Forget the ACT and the MCT and the ACT. You know, I just thought they gave you penicillin to fix all that stuff. Um, and, and here I was. I couldn't score good grades and I couldn't. And there was just turmoil, turmoil. And when Donna said, you need to go to the Holy Spirit and let him saturate your life. I said, okay, but how? She goes, I got an idea. Why don't you sign up for youth camp? I'd never been to youth camp my whole life. And right there on the spot, I signed up for youth camp, and now I was going to be going to Mountaineer, New Mexico. That, that name's such a lie. If you've ever been to Mountaineer, New Mexico, there's nothing Mountaineer about Mountaineer, New Mexico. <laughs> we drove there, and we got there. Let me just tell you what. At 17 years old, walking into that camp, I never will forget the Vistines were the camp directors, and they were so incredible. They were so great at their job. They had pre-put this camp together. They had brought kids off from all over the state. They had prayed up. The anointing of God was there. And it was during a church service that, that Donna's words were just ringing in my ear. Open your life up to the fullness of God. Open your life up to the fullness of God. And I walked into that church service, and, and God's spirit, I can just only describe it as it was everywhere. You couldn't, you couldn't be anywhere that he wasn't there. And we were worshiping, and all of a sudden, Mr. Vistine walks up to the microphone, and he turns and he says, I want to talk, is there anybody in this room that you are ready for everything God has for you? Is there anybody in this room? We're not talking about hopes and dreams. We're talking about walking away from anything that might be you to step into the fullness of everywhere the Holy Spirit wants to take you, use you. Does anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I remember it was like a shotgun uh, uh, bullet went off in my pants. And I shot up, and I stood up, and I, and I walked to the front. And I walked to the front, and nothing weird happened. That was when we, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, and that's what I want to just kind of turn to you guys. I'm, I'm turning 50 years old. I've written a message today that I haven't used. I didn't use in the first service. And the direction I'm going today is what has the last X amount of years been like? 50 years old, and I didn't think that I would live past 20. Fear, anxiety, worry, anger frustration, all, all in my teens. And here I was standing at the front of the church, and I felt the Holy Spirit just fill me. I didn't fall on the ground. I didn't start acting weird. I didn't, I, I, it, nothing weird started happening. I just felt the fullness of the presence of God fill me, and I prayed 
I remember the words were simple, and I just simply said, Holy Spirit, I believe in you. And today I ask that you would completely fill me. I give you permission over every area of my life, in my mind, in the thoughts that I think, in my heart, the things that need to be established or the things that need to be destroyed. I give you permission to just everything you want me to do. I give you permission to saturate my life. God, I I want to do every, what is it that you want me to do? I want to do what you want me to do. And the moment I prayed that, I felt him fill me and I started laughing. I started laughing. This is, this may sound crazy to you, but let me tell you how important it was to me. I was sitting there and we're in a holy reverent situation. We've got worship music playing and I'm laughing and it won't stop. And it's not the kind of laughter that comes from here. It's the kind of laughter that comes from here. And the more I laugh, the more Holy Spirit is pouring on me, the more joy just begins to fill my heart. The more joy just begins to overflow. And the funny thing is, the first thought that went through my life, as I am just belly rolling, laughing in the presence of God, is that, it dawned on me that I hadn't laughed in years. And I was a teenager. Those are the years you should laugh the hardest. Those are the years that you should have the most joy. Heck, all the things we were doing that's supposed to bring happiness back in the teenage life, it wasn't producing the joy that was flooding my soul in this very moment in Mountaineer, New Mexico. And the more I prayed, the more he filled. And it was like he was pushing out all the hurt and all the pain and all the pressure. All the pressure. All the anxiety. It was like God was pouring in and that stuff had to just go somewhere and it was just leaving. I, instead of me thinking about what am I going to be in, in fear, I began to ask God, what do you want me to be? And instead of me thinking about all the hurts and the unforgiveness, I just began to call people's names out as God began to put them in my heart. And I, I forgive them and I forgive her and I forgive that and I forgive that moment. And I, it was like, Everything my soul needed as the Holy Spirit poured himself on me and, and I gave him permission, the more and more joy and peace and love just began to over, overflow in my life. I left that camp a completely changed kid. Completely changed. And in, in what I can only tell you is that my life was now spirit-led. And so when I stand up here and I say, we're celebrating 50 years, Heather comes up, you sing happy birthday to me. To me, this is a milestone because it is a testimony. It is a testimony that I cannot deny that these are more years than I ever thought I would have. They have been the best years I could ever possibly think of living It hasn't been easy. It has been difficult. But when I didn't know what to do, I just simply did what happened on that day. And that's why I spend so much time alone or so much time in my truck or so much time with the door closed in my office. And I go back to my prayer closet 
And I have realized this, that I have no answers in this world. And the only answers I have can only come from the throne room of God himself. And why do I tell you that? Because it's not just a promise for Ty Bean. It is a promise for every believer in Christ Jesus. Let's talk about Christ Jesus real quick. Jesus died on the cross, rose again, and it was to bring salvation. But that's not where it stops. Because now your identity is in Christ Jesus, God no longer sees you. He sees the blood of his son. He sees his son. And that means that you get access to the presence of God that you did not have before. One of the worst mistakes Christians can make is take their salvation and leave it at that. Salvation is wonderful. Salvation is incredible. But I'm now turning to you and said, you've just, you've just hit the tip of the iceberg. You now get permission to tap into things that God only knows and the things that God can only reveal and healing that only God can bring. And there are people in this room that I want to let you know, I don't know how you thought the 50th anniversary or 50th birthday was going to go. And, and quite honestly, y'all been really sneaky lately because I heard you passed out cards last week and you didn't let me in on it. And God wants to deliver you of that right now, okay? <laughs> And, and I showed up with a completely another message, and, and I have such peace right now to turn to you. And there, there are people in this room that don't know what step to take next. And there are, there's people in the room that don't know how to forgive others. How do you, everybody can love the lovable. How do you love the unlovable? How do you love the people that no one knows what they did to you? How do you, how do you answer the questions that keep popping up in your head? And then if you're an Instagram scroller in this room, I can tell you, they'll only heap on you even more frustration and confusion that just, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And can I turn to you right now and say, your life is not supposed to be a life of overwhelming. Your life has the capability and the possibility to you walk into a knowledge that can only come from the presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God, completely and fully saturated in your life. There have been people over the years, I've been pastoring now for 25 years almost, and there'll be people that walk up and go, how did you know I needed to hear that today? How do you know I need to hear that? Can I turn to you and tell you anybody can write a sermon? Anybody can write a pep talk. But if you've ever been in these messages and it was like it was supposed to be for you at this specific moment, this specific time in your life, it was a revelation that you would think, how did he know? I can tell you exactly, and I want you to know behind the scenes, the only way I've ever been able to lead this church in 25 years is I go back to my prayer closet and I go before the Holy of Holies and I allow Holy Spirit to saturate my life. And I have, I have preached messages that came from me and they they didn't deliver anyone. But the only way that God was able to speak to you through something I said was because I had been with the Holy Spirit and asked him, God, you know these people better than I could ever know them. You know their situations. I, there's no way I could possibly know. You know their hurts, their pains, their frustrations. You know how they're trying to raise kids. You know how they're trying to manage time. But God, today I come to you and I surrender my life to you. And I pray that you would fill me, Holy Spirit, with the knowledge, the revelation, and the discernment that I need to lead this church. And when I stand before you and deliver a message and you hear something that you would say, that's God. That's the Holy Spirit revealing himself. And he wants to do that, not on a Sunday basis. Can, I want to imagine this. He wants to do that on a daily basis in your life. He wants to do that on a daily basis in your life. Have I ever felt awkward 
following the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. I have felt completely awkward. That's why scripture tells us, walk by faith, not by sight. I can't go by what the atmosphere of the room is. I can't go by the atmosphere of my family. I can't go by the atmosphere of my community. I have to be completely submersed in the Holy Spirit to walk by what he's telling me instead of the things that I see. Because I can talk my faith out of it like nobody else can. Just, just judge the room and you're backpedaling. And if we are going to be mature believers in Christ Jesus, even young people, young people, I'm going to turn to you right now and tell you, uh, this is not an age thing. The very moment that you give your life to Jesus, you have access to the knowledge that he can only bring, the knowledge that he can only give. Where does God want you to go after high school? What does God want you to do? It may seem absolutely crazy, like it was crazy for me. I, I was going to quit college at West Texas State to go to Master's Commission, and yet I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that is what God wanted me to do. I was in Phoenix, Arizona. I was in Phoenix, Arizona, loving life, love, living with the world champion team roper who said, there's no need for you to, to purchase any horses. I need someone to ride my horses. Take any horse and go rope anywhere you want to go. And here I had the seven-time world champion team roper, Jake Barnes, give me his bunkhouse, lived there for three years, rode his horses, drove for him, preached, preached all over the country to rodeos. I had no reason when Krill, when Krill Watson called and said, so we want you to come to southeastern New Mexico. We don't have land. We don't have a building. We're, we don't even really have a church. We just meet in a cell barn once a month, but we want you to come be our pastor. It took me six months of deep deliverance from a bulldog spirit <laughs> to know that I know this is where God wants me. And can I turn to you and tell me and tell you 25 years later, the greatest miracles of my life happened because I was obedient to the Holy Spirit to do what he called me to do. Even if I walked by faith, who would leave what they've got going on to go to a church that met at a cell barn? The woman that I would marry, the boys I would have, the friends I would make, the revelation that would come, the, the encouragement that we've given would have never happened if I didn't know his voice. Would have never happened if I didn't know the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to turn to you. Some of the hardest decisions I ever made. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Heather and I were dating. We were in the friend zone, and that was great. I loved Heather as a friend, and, and she loved me as a friend. She helped me through some tough times. I lost a dear friend. She, it was great having a girlfriend who helped you pick out clothes. And, and, but, but, man, it was, her mom kept calling me saying, I want you to date my daughter. I want you to date my daughter. And, and she really did. And, 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 and so here I am. And I, I really, I was praying over this. And now I would look at Heather, and she, and she began to look totally different. I could see my future in her. I could see, I, I, I could see us being that dynamic duo. And Jesus, let me tell you about our first date. I didn't even talk about this in the first service. This, this may sound crazy. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Now we're talking about Heather and I date. Let me tell you real quick what it was. I went to her and I said, if, if I asked you out, and I know we're good friends, but if I asked you out, do you think you could see me just for a little bit as some, something different than a friend? Boy, I was praying. 
I was praying. And she said, I think I can. Let's try it. And so we agreed to go out on a date. And this was an official date. This was me revealing my feelings, her revealing her feelings. And we we're going to step out of the friend zone. And we we're going to see what it would look like if we pursued Jesus together. So we went on a date the next night. And something happened. Heather was just different. Heather was just different. And we went on a date, and I was going to take her to eat, and we were going to go to a movie. Took her to eat, and the phone, her phone kept ringing. Her phone kept ringing. And, and then Heidi kept texting her, freaking highly, Heidi, and, and, and just kept texting her. And we're on a date. We're on a date. And I just feel this connection, this disconnection and this disconnection. And I'm praying, and the Holy Spirit just keeps saying, you be you. You keep doing you. We went on this date. And on the, as we pulled out of Caterpillar, and I'm driving, and this, I want you to live, this is so important to me. I hope this is important to you. How do you know? How do you know? And the Holy Spirit said, ask her, what do you think about us stepping over the line into a relationship? And so I'm driving. I said, I think it's great that you and I are friends, and that we're making this crossover to see what life would be like as a, in a relationship. And no joke. Heather turned to me and she goes, relationship? We're just friends. Oh, I, I was heartbroken. I, I was heartbroken. And the reason why, I'd made my intentions clear. I'd made my heart clear. I was tired of playing games. I was tired of people playing games with me. I, I was ready to find God's best. And so I'm driving and I am heartbroken. We're going to go to the movies now. And I just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit turns to me and says, son, I've got somebody who wants to be with you. You're just going to have to trust me. Turn the car around. And I pulled my truck into the Walmart parking lot, and I flipped to you, and we weren't going to go to the movies now. And I started driving her back home. And she turned to me, and she goes, what are we doing? And I said, well, I'm ready to be committed to a person. And if that's not what you want, then there's no reason for us to be on this date. And she was madder than a hornet. <laughs> and so I pulled up in her, in her garage. And I'm, I'm, I'm a gentleman, but I, I'm pulled up in her garage, and I put it in park, and she's beating me out of the truck. And I'm trying to get out of the truck. I'm going to walk her to the door, and she's already up to the front door, and she's inside. I don't even get to say goodbye. She's slamming the door in my face. I'm standing outside as the Holy Ghost follower. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I felt like the Holy Spirit let me down. I felt like you don't know the voice of the Lord. What I don't know is that she's now inside early from a date. And her mama's in there. Now, I'm going to go home. And all night I lose sleep, all night my heart is broken, all night I feel like an idiot. I feel like a self-righteous, Holy Ghost quoter. Oh, I feel stupid. But what I don't know is that Heather walked inside that house and her mama turned to her and said, what are you doing home? She goes, you're not going to believe this. He actually turned to me and was glad that we're taking our friends a relationship, passed the friend zone into a relationship to see what life was like together. He just confessed that he, he liked me. And I know I told him I liked him the other day. But, you know, guys, guys are just weird. 
and her mama chewed her up one side and down the other. And Jan went to work, and Jan turned to her and said, are you serious? You actually have a man in your life that was upfront and honest and wants to pursue Jesus and wants to pursue Jesus with you, and you are actually going to get out of that truck and think that you should run from that kind of guy? And all night, yes, and all night, all night, her mom would walk back in the room and said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We've been praying for a man like that. You've been believing for a man like that. You've been wanting, I've been wanting a man. She'd leave the room, she'd come back in, she'd go, by the way, your dad and I have been praying for a man like that in your life. And I'm at home feeling like an idiot. The next morning, the phone rang. And it was, it was Heather. All night, the, the Jan spirit had been talking to her. <laughs> and she said, last night, I, I understand what you're trying to do. And if you don't mind, I'd like a second chance. And that is the moment the Holy Spirit had never been quieter. It was 12 hours of complete silence. But I heard his voice turn the car around. Now, I'm not giving you permission to be arrogant. And I'm not turning to you and telling you to go start doing awful things to people. <laughs> Ty said, no, don't you dare start that, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you some of the best of things that ever happened in my life. Happened because I... I knew the voice of the Holy Spirit. I knew I was supposed to go out with Heather. I knew I was supposed to turn the car around. I knew I was supposed to leave Phoenix and supposed to come here. I knew. I knew when Hudson Bean was born and they had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck and the nurse was so scared and the doctors were so scared, I knew exactly what to do in the moment. I began to pray in my heavenly language. I didn't have the words to say, but I carried this baby very quickly through the hallway, and I just began to speak life and pray over, over Hudson and the Holy Spirit with utterance that only he could give on things that I had no clue about. I just prayed over this boy. And as you watch this 6'4 kid walk around this room, you see a miracle, a testimony of a daddy who knew exactly what to do when things were hard, when we didn't know what to do. Um, we, we loved our doctors. Our doctors are fantastic. But I can turn and tell you right now, it was the power of the Holy Spirit praying over that kiddo that has that, that. He was named Hudson Bean, Hudson Taylor Bean, over a great missionary to China. I, I truly have believed this since Hudson was a little boy, that he's going to turn into a missionary someday. Seeing my boys up there, every video thing you see up here is because Brady Bean during COVID, we dove into prayer. We prayed in the Holy Spirit, and we asked him to give, for Holy Spirit to give us directions. It was Brady Bean's idea, not his mom and dad's idea, to quit golf. And we love Coach Rotuno. He is a fantastic coach. coach. But Brady Bean quit golf so that he could go to New Mexico Junior College and get his video editing production degree. And when you see these videos pop up, it's because as a family, we stepped into God. What do you want us to do as a family during these difficult 2020 times? And our boys excelled because we stepped into the presence of the Holy Spirit. Dads in this room, you will never be able to understand your daughter. 
you'll never be able to understand your daughter. But can I turn to you and say the reason why is actually a miracle? Because you didn't create her. Holy Spirit did. And when you block off an amount of time to pray over and allow the Holy Spirit to saturate your life, it won't be your works that's trying to connect with your daughter. It'll be the Holy Spirit who knows her spirit. Show you the things that only he can give you revelation on. Mamas, no one can explain your son to you. No one can explain your son to you. But it's the one who created your son that you go to and get the revelation to understand your children's heart so that you, let me just turn to you and say, every parent in the room, your kids don't belong to you. You are a steward over those children God gave you. And the one who has your children now wants to equip you with the kingdom wisdom to speak life into them. I did not plan today. But I think God's moving me into a, a different area. Late, early this morning, early this morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, I just began to write. There's three things that I wrote, wrote this morning. And I want you to pray them over your pastor. If you can do anything for me, I, if you could write these things down, put them in your Bible. If, if you could write these things down, the Holy Spirit spoke to me at 3 o'clock this morning. And he, he turned. I'm such a dreamer. I'm such a dreamer. But can I turn to you and tell you I haven't dreamed in years. And the reason why is because we've got to do some maintenance on the dreams God's been giving us. I mean, JCA comes along and it, Krill's like, don't dream anymore. Don't dream anymore. We get the building. People are like, don't quit dreaming. Clay, Clay keeps telling me, quit dreaming, quit dreaming. And, and we've been learning how to use what we've got. This morning your pastor was woken up and the Holy Spirit turned and said, Ty Bean, it's time to dream again. It's been so long. And it's been so good. But we've only just begun, is what the Holy Spirit told me this morning. Second thing he said, <clears throat> he said, <clears throat> Tybean, I'm ready for you to start thinking about the next generation and the spiritual leaders that are coming up. And he put something in my heart that it's time to start believing who's going to be the next pastor at Cowboy Junction Church. And we as a church need to be believing for the next generation of spiritual leaders that need to come up. And the third and final thing, Holy Spirit turned to me at 3 o'clock this morning. He said, it's time for you to be the spiritual father that I've called you to be. And, and I don't feel like I've been a spiritual father. I, I feel like I've been a spiritual navigator and a spiritual captain and a spiritual, let's go, yeah, yeah, pa. And, and I, I feel like at 50 now, Holy Spirit's turning and going, we're, we're going to dream, but it's time to start seeing young men and women rise up, and you be the spiritual father that God's called you to be. I, I want to just ask something real quick, and we're going to wrap this service up. Worship team's coming out. Is there anybody in the room that, as I was talking, Holy Spirit said, Ty could never in a million years talk to you, knock on the door of your heart in the way that I want to talk to you? In 30 minutes... What Ty did was set up the stage, set up the meal. But the Holy Spirit's turning and saying, but you're going to have to come to the meal. I can only teach you so much. Holy Spirit wants to reveal himself to you. You've walked in confusion, frustration, anger, unforgiveness. 
way too long. There's been thoughts coming to your head that have, they've, they've just been destructive thoughts. There's been ideas that have come into your, your head that just want to undermine everything good God has done in your life. It's not too late for you to be the father God's called you to be. It's not too late to be the mother God's called you to be. It's not too late to be that person God's called you to be. If you're breathing, God's not done. But can I turn to you and say, you need to be filled with the complete fullness of the Holy Spirit. Now, you may have some things come to mind. You may go, I don't want to get crazy like my aunt. I don't want to get crazy like that church. What if it was just as simple as you praying, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, saturate my life. Holy Spirit, I want all of you. If you're in this room and you're, you're, you're thinking of one gift Holy Spirit gives, and it's that one gift that everybody brings up, you're going to start doing this, start doing this. I'm going to just stop you real quick. Anytime someone comes to me and says, what are the gifts, what, what gifts do you pray for? When I talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about any gifts. I'm talking about Holy Spirit. And it's not one gift, it's all of them because of who he is not by God, not by what you do and this invitation today is for a complete welcoming of God's Holy Spirit in your life to flood your prayer life to flood your thoughts to flood your soul to give the Holy Spirit permission that if he wants you to laugh you're going to laugh if, 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 if it's time for our prayer language to be developed, it, that's up to him. That's not up to us. If it's for discernment, all these things, all these things can come. But what we're looking for today is a complete invitation to the fullness of Holy Spirit, which Jesus himself said, guys, I know you want me to stay here. I know you want me. I just rose from the dead. I've been walking with you, eating with you, talking with you. You go to Scripture, see? And they wanted him to stay. And he said, no, I need to go. It's good for me to go so that he can come. I think it's beautiful that on my 50th birthday, Holy Spirit wanted to do this today. Show, can we show, show him my first point. So my first point, there you go, we got this. Here was my first point in today's message. Chores mean blessing. The, didn't even get to my message today because this is the message. So let me start off by saying this, okay? okay. If you're in this room and you're not following Jesus, if you're in this world and sin has just, it, it's got the cuffs on you. You don't know Jesus, but everything in you right now is saying, I need a Savior. I need a Savior to save me, to rescue me. And God sent his son Jesus to be my Savior. And today is the day that I can boldly say, I need a Savior, Jesus. Will you come and forgive me of my sins? 
Will you separate me from my old fleshly way? Will you be the blood that washes away my sin so that I can be a new creation in Christ Jesus? If you're in this room, and I just want you to be bold. I want you to raise your hand right there in your seat. If that's you, just just put your hand up. I want to see it. Wave it. I got lights in my eyes, so you're going to have to be bold. But this is the difference maker. If you're in this room and you say, Ty, I am ready to follow Jesus, and I haven't been, will you pray with me right here in this place right now? I will, but I know who you are. If that's you, would you just have the boldest to raise your hand right now? One, two, three, go. I need Jesus. I need Jesus right here. Awesome. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Wave high. Real high. Wait to see it. Come on. Oh, there's up there. So cool. Anybody else? Come on. I need Jesus. I am so tired of running from him. I'm ready to run to him. You see? There's something, everybody's pointing. Okay, over here. That's so cool. Look at you guys. That's so cool. I'm so tired of running from Jesus. I'm ready to run to Jesus. Get that hand up. Wave at me. I see you. I see you up there. Look at you guys. That's so stinking cool. Anybody else? This is so important. Up top, there's more. Oh, look at you guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You guys. I'm so tired of running from Jesus. I'm ready to run to Jesus. Okay. Anybody else? Put your hands down. Is there anybody else? Last call. You know what that means. You've been in the wrong places. Come on. One, two, three, now. Oh, Tyler, that's so cool. Who else? So cool. Okay, here we go. Was there somebody else? Anybody wave? Did I see anybody? Okay. This isn't church membership. And this has nothing to do with Ty Bean. This is the Holy Spirit that has got your attention today. And you want life so would you bow your head and I want you to envision Jesus sitting there right there with you right now every person that raised their hand and I want you to use these words right there in your seat and this church is going to help you Jesus come on tell him Jesus I have ran from you I've chosen other things and I didn't choose you But today, I confess, I am a sinner, but you are the Savior. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe you came just for me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for every time I chose something else and I didn't choose you. But today, On March 26th, 2023, I choose you. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Congratulations. How cool is that? Okay. So I do that first, and here's why. Because now you are a part of the family of God. An access pass into everything that God has for you. His presence. Now I want to turn to everybody in the room. If you're in this room, and everybody that raised their hand, this is the part where you're about to grunt, okay? If you're in this room and you have, you are a Jesus follower. Give me a grunt. Come on, give me a grunt. Okay. You get permission to invite 
the Holy Spirit to saturate your life. So here's my simple request. As I was talking to you and the Holy Spirit was just saying, come on, you need this today. Come on. This is me. Don't be bashful. Don't miss. It's time. If you're in this room and you are ready to pray that the Holy Spirit saturates your life, fills your life, and you are ready to step into the fullness, to welcome the Holy Spirit of God into your life, to give you the revelation and counseling that only He can do, the gifts and the fruit would you have the courage right there in your seat? Don't come up here. It's right there in your seat. Stand straight up. One, two, three, go. Come on, boom. I'm ready for the fullness of God. I'm ready for the fullness of the Holy Don't you be, don't be embarrassed. Come on. I'm ready. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Okay, stand up right there. Okay, okay. For everybody standing in their feet, I want you to pray this, okay? Bow your head. Holy Spirit, in fact, raise your hands right now. Holy Spirit, I give you full permission to saturate my life. Holy Spirit, fill me. Flood my soul. Baptize me with your presence. I want all of you. Holy Spirit, fill my thoughts, fill my heart, fill my life. I invite everything you have to come. Lead me, guide me, show me. Holy Spirit, I believe in you. Thank you for all that you wanna do in my life. Amen.